It is the Wednesday edition. The... I didn't watch Peacock last night either. Had a lot going on. It was not a protest, as it were. But now I'm, now I'm worried about the Badgers some more. Edition. The... R.I.P. Cherry Star. What a wonderful woman. Sad to see that news yesterday. At the age of 89, she passes away. Bart Starr's longtime wife, Bart Starr, passed away in 2019, so we've lost them both. Edition. And the... We covered a lot of ground on Tausch's frustrations about traveling, but I feel like we missed one. We'll see if he remembers what it was. Edition. Of Will Tausch. A 94.5 ESPN Milwaukee, 100.5 ESPN Madison, 1430 ESPN Beaver Dam. ESPNWisconsin.com, the ESPN app, your Alexa smart speaker. Streaming live video, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and of course everything you need on Wisconsin On Demand. I'm Jason Wilde in Green Bay. Jesse Nelson is in the Overlight Solar ESPN Madison Studios. From his undisclosed location, he is the Packers Hall of Famer. He is Mark Tauscher. Tauscher, good morning. How are you? Uh, I'm hoping to be better than yesterday. That's what I'm hoping. You're either getting better or you're getting worse, I was always told by coaches. Yeah, you never stay the same. You definitely don't stay the same. So let's hope that old T's better than yesterday. Tough performance uh, for me. I'll be better today. I didn't think you were that bad. I think it, it, yeah, your I your like it. your struggles yeah. actually uh, gave us premium content. I and, understand. Uh, <laughs> no, I understand that. What is Jelly doing there? A weird camera angle there. Very close up. I closer than I, I didn't need to see his nostril uh, hair. Uh, apparently, Wooly in the afternoon likes seeing his nose hair. Yeah. Yeah, he does get up in there. He gets up in there for sure. Okay. Uh, I sent you guys Let's a couple like of that things. Phraseology. And, what? It's fine. Just go. Whoa, go. Nelly! No, What's the I was, phrase? I, 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 he gets up in there. I, that's not what I was looking for this morning. What do you got? What What were you looking for this morning, then? Nah, Jesse's nostril, apparently. Uh, so it's been what do you five got? or six days since Paul has been home. I didn't know that. Is that what you're talking? Is that They're the back. road you're going down? They got. They came back last night. It was great to have. It's great to have them home. Did you put up banners and streamers? Yeah, and is there confetti? a big hug? What's the rose petal what do you do trail? When they get home after a five. Lots of hugs. Been... Lots of lots of stories about their trip. Um, I changed the lighting outside to welcome them home, so that was fun. So it was what great. It's great to the lighting. So we have the like spotlights out. There? Yes, we have all those lights around the house, but the light bulbs that I use, you can change the colors. So for Christmas, we turn them to red and green. For Saint, for St. Patrick's Day, they're all green. So it was a rainbow when they came home. So all the lights were different colors, and it was you know celebratory. That's fun. Well, I think we found out why uh, why you have no time to watch TV and stuff like that. Oh, it's like it's awesome. remote. It takes Cute. me like 10 seconds to change the colors. It's not that hard. Anyway, uh, I'm happy to have them home. You were going to say something, and now I'm a little bit concerned that you've lost it. <laughs> I feel because like we've gone... you didn't even go and no, change no, no, the I light have... bulbs. All you did was just hit it on a remote control. Yeah, yeah the it. light bulbs ah. are in there. LED. That's not even hard. I'll send you a picture. 
Yeah, put it up on the <laughs> on the jumbotron. Hopefully, it has my address right there, you, so you I can see. I feel like it. you've. I feel like you handled this better than you would have in the past. I did. Past, I agree. You, in the past, you would have went into pout mode and everything else, and I didn't even really notice that they were gone. Nor you you wear your emotions on your sleeve. I do, and it didn't seem like you were pouty and cryy and saddy. It was like saddy. No big deal. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it was no big deal. Uh, I kept myself busy. Uh, I got a lot of projects done, not as many as I had hoped. Uh, went and saw Domofsky's kid play, so I got out a little bit to be around some people. Uh, got some shopping done. I'm surrounded by eight pets. They kept me busy, getting them fed. Did you sit by Rob? Did you sit by Rob? I did. It was it was Domofsky, Wes Hodkowitz, Rob's wife, Jessica, Match Nyman and me. So we all sat together in a little cluster in the De Pere section. How, is Rob a? Is he one of those yell fans, or does he just sit back and watch? Um, I, again, uh, I don't. He, I know you don't like it when I put your business on the street. I, I'm a little reluctant, but I think he's talked about it before on our show. Um, his wife buys him uh, candy, like Jolly Ranchers. To suckle on all game long, in an effort to keep him from uh, nervously and/or angrily shouting things throughout the game. I'm not sure how effective it is, but he, uh, <laughs> his oldest son, got a technical uh, in 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 a Lawrence game, and in the video stream, you can see Rob's bald head popping up to yell at the official, or he's actually yelling at Hogan. That's right. Good for you. <laughs> to support no. him in getting his technical. Yes, Rob can talk about it at the end of the week when he joins us. Yeah, it's a true story. Uh, but yes, he's 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 emotional. They won by forty-two, so that was not an issue on the night that I went with him. Hmm. Did you have any other questions now that Paula and the girls are back? Uh, no. I appreciate no, you taking all... an interest in my life. I was unexpected. Well, I was, it's nice that you bring something from your life to the show. So that's a win for both. Can we talk sure. about how you addressed the video stream as the Jumbotron a minute ago? That was new. Apparently not. Do you have any... Do you have, so you have... We have lost whatever the topic was that was on the tip of your tongue. Is that correct? No. Uh, no. The the topic that was at the tip... My, I sent you guys this uh, pricing the variable pricing thing from when uh, from a different from a fast food chain that is trying to charge people when and did you say that I, I did and one of the things when i was in dallas in our party van whereas i think is where i caught my cold the <laughs> issue one of the things that i was mentioning and i have to give my older brother craig the nod on this we always thought it'd be a fun idea. Helmute, Helms. If you had a bar that was like the stock market, you could go and there's a big board, and if something happens, Coors Light could be three dollars for a draft. But okay. then it's well, it's that happy hour or anything else, and the price moves on the board. So you can get in, and Jesse, when he goes down with his buddies to Dubuque, up oh, it's down to two forty-eight. I'm going to get four of them, 
and you're kind of playing that variable price. It's almost like you're gambling on when you should buy drinks. Mm-hmm. And I was explaining this concept to them, and then, I kid you not, Monday night comes out in this uh, this fast food joint has the same basic concept of it and i do believe you're going to see more of this in our society the variable pricing model on all products at different restaurants slash bars slash fast food places okay uh well speaking of variable pricing the packers raised their ticket prices again by the way in case you missed that Um, no they didn't why would they do that uh, hey they're, they're a super bowl contender um, can we marry the variable pricing idea that you and Helms, Wes Helms, Ed Helms, boy, he wasn't very good on The Office, uh, just to recap a recent conversation you may or may not have heard. Super Bowl preview. <laughs> that was the Super Bowl preview. That was amazing. Um, could we combine your idea for the stock market style pricing of beverages at uh, the Academy Bar and Grill with your concept on locking in your gas prices, which, by the way, underrated, sneaky, really good idea by you. Kluber, not as good of an idea. <laughs> but could we combine both? And then if you're a regular at the Academy Bar and Grill, you could lock in your price on your Coors Lights, and there would be some times where you might be paying a little bit more if something, you know, court-storming quality victory occurred uh, and they lower prices, but you'd also be locked in at that number. Can you? Can we take both your good ideas and meld them into one and pass them along to Wendy's? Uh, I don't think gas, uh, the gas price thing, I, I don't know, again, I don't think the gas stations are going to be on board with it. No, but it was a good idea in theory. I would have I done it. I love the idea, you. and yeah. I still don't understand, I, I know things are more expensive than they used to be. I don't understand why gas prices go up 40 cents at a time now. The Big old days would go up 2 to 3 cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're going up 30 and 40 cents at uh, every time the little ticker. And maybe it is because now it's digital. But that, I actually think it should go the other way. The old days, you had to get like an old sign, like a big, long rod. And Correct. you'd like prop it up and you'd have to rip the numbers off. I don't want to go out like there and change the up. price. Just leave it where it is. Wait till it goes up about exactly. 20 cents and then I'll go out there and change the damn sign. It was, you had to be committed to changing it for a cent or two. Now they just have a button like your little light system, and they sure. hit it. And I swear, you go on a trip now, and you come back, it could be anywhere from 20 to 50 cents higher than what it was. Mm. Why is that? I don't know. Nobody knows. That's the other thing. But this variable pricing thing was interesting, and it's incredibly interesting because we thought of having this idea at a local watering hole. And I think it would be a raging hit for anyone that owns a local watering hole. Try this. I think it'd be a great idea, Jesse. Don't you think it'd be fun when you're down with your bro- your buddies, uh, watching the first round of March Madness, and all of a sudden, it's like a stock ticker, and it goes, "Your 11 a.m. kick, beers are a buck. At six o'clock, beers are eight bucks." Don't you think that's a good idea? Yeah. No one's going to come in at eight o'clock now, though. Uh. 
And I, yeah, people are going to be in there for dinner. What are you? You're like fluctuating. I, you're fluctuating like the gas prices over there. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be too serious about this, but but this does kind of seem like it would be encouraging binge drinking then, <laughs> because you would be like, okay, we got to buy our six while it's two fifty here at twelve thirty in the afternoon, and then just hang on to them all day. But then you're going to drink them faster because you want to drink them while they're cold. Well, they'd be, and, yeah, they'd be warm yeah, if you tried yeah, to save them. That's a so. People bringing in coolers. I don't like going that route with it, but that's the first so thing you I thought think it's of. A bad, so. This might not be a great idea. That's okay. Might not be. Well, I think the $1 to $8 fluctuation is where maybe we need to work through that a little bit. Maybe the range can't be quite that large. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just throwing ideas I'm just trying to picture... I'm just trying to picture the Tauscher Brothers bar. Like what is it like a lodge? Like what what would the interior decorating be? What would your jerseys be hung by the chimney with care? Like no, there'd be nothing it'd be nothing to do with it'd be nothing to do with Tauschers. This is our idea right, of but, a stock ticker okay. type big So let's open the bar on board up on the top. And it would all be the prices, and you could see it. Blah, 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 up, it's moving. The prices also are have always stock moving. Prices? Like, could I get updated and you have on to how lock Apple's doing? In. Uh, maybe I hadn't thought that far ahead. Okay, just trying to help you flesh out the idea, Gordon. Flesh. Can um, I, am I the only one that is in favor of the surge pricing at the restaurant, not to be named? Like, I'm okay well, with. There is already surge. There's already surge pricing. I mean, that happens everywhere. Happy hour and then non-happy hour is surge pricing. That's what that is. As long as the price goes down at some of the other times, I'm cool with it. If the prices are going to be the same as they are now at 4 in the afternoon, and then they're going to skyrocket up when everyone's getting out of a game at the local whatever, like, I'm okay with it. If if it means yeah, I get it's... cheaper food at whatever time I want to stop on the way home from work or late at night if we're coming home from a road trip, like yeah, I'm you don't cool work with that. that. Make it more well, affordable. And it's blue hair special. It's blue hair specials. That's another form of variable pricing. It's been here forever, but now I think it's going more mainstream. That was mm. my point. Okay, so you're not opening a bar, just to be clear. No, I don't really have a ton of interest in that. No. Okay. I Not, just thought that concept is I think the concept is really cool and I hope somebody hears it and runs with it. I think I do think it would be a fun way to go in because I think everybody loves kind of trying to time things up and price things out the right way. People love couponing, people love happy hours. This is that form and you're basically you're everybody loves a bargain. The big board. Yeah, everybody exactly. loves a bargain. Um all right, well you know, speaking of bargains, I do. Yep. I, Gina Della, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, big time bargains and high quality. Uh, indeed, they do. And right now, you got two days left. Yeah, twenty ninth. Uh, outstanding deal going on right now until the twenty ninth of February. Zero percent interest. You can get zero percent. Not seven. Not eight. Not ten. Or you can make no down payment, no interest, and no payments for 18 months. Imagine having those beautiful Pella windows and doors installed. 
and not having to make any payments on them for a year and a half. Take advantage because this deal at Pella, it only lasts till leap day. Pella's expert team installs year-round, and they can customize any new window or door to match your home's unique decor. Visit PellaWI.com today to learn more. What did you miss when you didn't tune in to Peacock last night? Uh, some weird stuff. We'll talk also about more of the things that Brian Gutekunst talked about yesterday at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. That's all still ahead. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. So speaking of variable pricing and something I snuck into our discussion about a certain fast food joint that I don't think you can figure out who it was based on the number of times we slipped up and kind of said it but didn't. The Packers set their ticket prices for the 2024 season and regular season tickets are increasing by between 4 and $10 per game. Now... I understand I tend to be uh, tilting at windmills when I talk about this because there's demand, they've got a long waiting list, so they can price them whatever they want. We get calls that people say, well, they could charge double and they'd still sell out the stadium. Um, All those things. Uh, Again, having grown up in a household that dates back to my grandparents getting season tickets at State Fair Park in Milwaukee when the Packers would play a series of games there before they moved to County Stadium. it I don't have them anymore. My brother does because obviously... Wait, I, the Packers played at where the... State Fair Park, where State the racetrack Fair, is. Like, yep. Right where off the of 94 is. there? In West Dallas. I mean, I don't know if yeah, that's right where the State Fair Park was back then, but yeah. Well, no. Well, was was that where it was? That's what I'm. They asking. played at State Fair Park. I wasn't there. I wasn't born for another 32 years. But my grandparents bought tickets in the 40s. It was during a time when the Packers needed Milwaukee to basically help save the organization. So that's why they moved the games down there to a larger metropolitan area. And then in 1994, our friend Bob Harlan crazy brought them back. Would it be a crazy idea to start now doing that it again? We get nine home. We get nine home games. Would it be a crazy idea to play one of those nine in Madison and or Milwaukee? Because the Packers have had eight home games every year forever. And obviously they moved it, and that was, uh, you know what, I understood it. I get it. Mm -hmm. They're going to be playing in London and Brazil and Germany and all these other things. I think it would be kind of fun if the Packers are, you know what, this is a state football team too. Green Bay has done a great job of building stuff up, and will the bar owners up there be pissed? Uh, yeah, they will. But <laughs> I'll have to use variable pricing on their course lights as a result. Do I think it would be fun if they played a game at Camp Randall and then they played a game at AmFam Field? One of those nine. Uh-huh. Not on the seasons. They only have eight home games. Uh-huh. Or maybe if you want to trinkle in a preseason. I think preseason you have to stay up in Green Bay. One of the nine, 
let's say let's bring it back. Let's play a game at AmFam Field. Let's play a game at Camp Randall. Um, I, I obviously love that idea. I enjoyed it when the Badgers, when the Packers would play at Camp Randall in preseason. That was, you know, the Matt Hasselbeck, Mr. August story sprung from that and everything else. It was great. Uh, All I right, love, so here's the deal. I, but they're never going to do this. this. Right. I agree never. that they never will, but they should. Because, all right, you have five extra games a decade. Five a decade. Does that math add up? Look at, look at you, Mr. Mathematics. Yeah, sure. So all I'm going to say re- is remember, let's you, just pick, remember, let's pick one. You could use preseason games, too. Like you still, the, yeah, you have the same number of home games. Uh, all right, I'm just saying you have the same number of home games every year with the imbalanced schedule. It's just whether or not you get the extra preseason game or the extra regular season game. Now, please continue. Sure. Here's the deal. I think we've all dumped resources into the, the state of Wisconsin is dumping resources into Amfam Field yeah. mm-hmm. for the Brewers. Lots. Uh, we've done a bunch of stuff for the Packers up at Lambeau. They've done a great job of building the area around, and I know there'll be pushback. They're going to play one game a decade overseas in those five games. You feel very confident about that. Mm-hmm. You're still getting three extra games. Why not, as a goodwill gesture, say, I'm going to once a decade, we will find a time to either get to Madison or Milwaukee. Not twice, not every other, once a decade, we're going to sprinkle it out and say we're going to go down and play at Camp Randall or at AmFam Field. I like the idea. I want to see him do it. Uh, Mark Murphy online too. I he's never. They're never going to do that, right? We agree. But I, I, I but love why? the idea Milwaukee too. Milwaukee has been. You just said it, Jason. Yeah, they helped Milwaukee's save the organization. Critical. You obviously pissed a lot of Milwaukeeans off with this, and in the gold package and all the other stuff. And I, I understand why they did it. Mm-hmm. It's, I think in the long run, it's been really good. But I, I do think it would be a nice gesture by the G and G to do it. Now they don't are really they do gestures. To? I don't think they will, but it would actually be really good for everybody involved if they did, uh, outside of the big uh, of hotels and everything up. What, what about the fact that AmFam Field is a capacity of like forty-two thousand? Like that seems yeah, like things got to work out. Well, <laughs> for sure. Well, you're the aren't you the, the guy who works them out girl. when you come up with these ideas? Like we're flushing, we're flushing here. Not flushing, so, uh, flushing. How do you justify having half the fans you would at the other home game? Like, Madison actually makes more sense because you're close to what the capacity would be, at least, at Camp Randall. If you're playing at AmFam Field, that's half the attendance. So this is the right time for Tausch to bring up this idea because this will be year four of the expanded 17-game schedule. And to this point, the Packers have never had the extra home game actually at home. Till next year. Correct. Leading into this season. Because in 2022, Tausch and Scouts. London calling. Uh, hello. Oh, no, no, that's the wrong accent. Uh, can you do your pirate from when you were in London? Uh I can't. So they they went to London with their extra home game. Tausch mentioned Brazil. Uh, just to be clear and factually accurate, That'd we do not filling. know who the Eagles are happen. playing on the Friday of the opening weekend. Um, I I 
it could be the Packers. They are on the, the Eagles' schedule. Uh, Tausch is convinced that he's headed to Rio de Janeiro or wherever they're playing the game. Uh, Sao Paulo, I think. Uh, if you were to move forward with this, here's my question. How are you convincing Mark Murphy that this is a good idea? Are you leaning into the, hey, Milwaukee saved the franchise when it was on rocky financial uh, footing back in the 40s? That's what you're going with? He's going to say, well, it's 2024. I'm leaning on the fact that this is a statewide football team. This isn't just Green Bay and Brown County. Uh, Obviously, it's a critical part of it, but you have a lot of folks from the Madison, Milwaukee metroplexes that – are huge fans that drive up and spend the money and you know you've i think that there is a you have facilities and now with wisconsin putting in the coils and everything else under the field and Mm. uh, is it something that i think they're ever going to do no but if i'm convincing mark murphy i'm saying this is your a state this is a statewide operation it's a global brand it's a national brand Mm -hmm. but this is your crew. And Milwaukee, you've Bob Harlan decided to meld the gold package in and do all that stuff and not have your team go down to Milwaukee. And great, I think it was the right move. But here we go. Now you're throwing another bone. Right. And once every decade. Game. Once a decade. Not every other year. Once a decade, you pick and you say, and you have plenty of time to lead it up. You're going to continue to get good goodwill and ingratiate yourself to different uh, businesses and everything else. A lot of your partners uh, have business ties in Madison and Milwaukee too. It just makes it. It's a. It's. It would be a goodwill play. It would not be just about the finances, but I think it would not hurt your finances one bit. So that's my take. I think it's a good move, and I. I, I don't envision them ever even thinking about doing it, but I would no. like it to at least get into the discourse. Uh, one last thing, because... Uh, Pull it, I... Jesse. Pull it up. There you go. Pull it. Uh, How did that wide receiver tight end pull come from yesterday? Was that, mm, I'm assuming did, wideouts won. It did not get a lot of uh, attention. Oh. Uh, <laughs> didn't get on. Uh, interesting. Uh, one last question before we move on, because Jesse thinks we've got Brian Balaga today, but he's not sure. Uh, can confirm he's in the on-deck circle. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, do you know how much uh, tickets at a Packers game, face value for tickets at a Packers game cost between the 20-yard lines? Uh, I'm going to say $145. Jesse, you want to guess? For where are the seats? But between the 20s, so 20 to 20, mm. the premium A.K.A. Bench the napping zone. It's the best yeah, spots to that's nap. That's prime. Uh, 185. Yeah, 175 is where they're up from 165 last year. So they're up ten dollars. Did you see those chairs? Did you see that text I sent you guys from David Bakhtiari with those chairs that you could bring in? Yeah, those I did. Nice. I did. Those were nice. Comfy looking chair. They are comfy, and they have heating coils inside, just like the field that Camp Randall now will uh, or does. Um, all right, we need to get to Balaga. Uh, I'm just, uh, it just seems like a, it, it just keeps going up. It's all my, I, I, it, it does bother me to some some degree. But we don't have to talk about it. We'll move on. Brian Bulaga. When's the last time you paid for a ticket at Lambo? Never. Uh, yeah, it's been a really right. long time. Uh, I used yeah. to pay for our family tickets once I got a job and 
my parents were retired, so I paid for some. But so I used to be on this same kick that you're talking about, but then I, you start looking at what you're paying for other stuff. I I don't think there's a better value. 175 bucks, and you're getting five hours of entertainment. Five now, hours. Well, you, you, a lot of people go to games early, Jason, and they have I know I go lights and they enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. And the games are almost four hours now. You start They're at not. noon. You're not done till three fifteen. Three fifteen, three thirty is if it's a if it's a decent no. game. That's about when you're done. Uh, really. Uh-huh, you think these really? games are done at two thirty? <laughs> no, they're done. They're, they're almost they've they've eliminated that. You play less football so they can get the commercials in, and they get done right around three o'clock if it's a noon start. Three o five. Why did they maybe. move the Why did they move the starts of these other games to three twenty five? So they can 30? get more advertising and commercials in uh, after the first game. Going into the second one, they can go back to JB right, Jesse, in the, in the studio. Up. Average game time is probably three hours and ten minutes. Is what would be my guess. Okay. That's not close to four hours. But you're not factoring five in getting hours, into the said. stadium. You, you have a five-hour experience is what I'm trying to tell you. Right, but if you go to a local, if you go to the Academy Bar and Grill with their variable pricing on Coors Jesse, Lights. When you go up to a game, Jesse, when you go up to a game, how many hours are you allotting for the day? We usually arrive like three hours before kickoff to tailgate and do all this stuff. Plus, it takes an hour and a half just to get out of Green Bay, am I right? Getting out of Green Bay needs to get fixed. They need to fix that system. It's garbage. Continue. We get to Brian Bulagin next. It's it's the worst part about going up to Green Bay to a game. They have two exits out of there, and the people pulling out, it's the worst. They need to fix that. Is that included in your five hours or no? But Jesse just said it: three hours pre, right, three hour game. You're, you're, you're six, paying one hundred seventy-five dollars for your ticket. Seven. You're spending money at the bars or wherever you're going before the game. Jesse's not going into the stadium and getting for yeah. his one hundred seventy-five dollars. That's a that's an additional cost he's paying when he goes to Kroll's or or Wendy's or wherever he's going. I'm telling you, a buck seventy-five for a ticket between the twenties at Lambeau with a good football team. When you start looking at what you're paying to watch a movie or to stream garbage or to go out and listen to some musical show, I would put that entertainment value up against anything. And I am always going to fight right, the man. So I will pull this, jacking up price for you. Do you is do 175 you, bucks a good bargain for a six-hour experience at Lambo? It will be Canyon-esque. Now it's six hours. You can't keep adding. Jesse hours. just said it. Jesse just said it. Go to five. Five hours is about the time. Is $175 for a ticket between the 20-yard lines the best value in entertainment? Yes or no? Fair? As a Packer fan, do you think this is a great value? That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. You're starting to hedge. Brian Belaga joins us next. Hedging. It's Will and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. Famous friends you probably never heard of. But back in Rutherford County, our crowd is sick and enough. You might not know I'm here in this big city we're in. But when I go back home, I've got some famous friends. Yeah, I do. 
have each posted a poll simultaneously. So you have two polls to vote in. One from me and one from the Wilde and Tausch account. But forget about the polls. Let's not go to the polls. Let's go to our famous friend. Repping Manchester City. What is their nickname? Do they have a nickname? Are they like the Lions? Man U. Or the... I think it's Man U. No, the citi- they're the citizens. Manchester City citizens. Well, that's clever. It is Brian Bulaga, a citizen of Florida, yeah. Iowa, suburban Chicago. Lou, how did, uh, how'd your member guests go? Do you have a championship trophy back there, or is there no uh, jacket? No. Any, what's the results? So let me, let me explain how this went down. We uh, mm. came in second overall, uh, got to the shootout holes, right? And uh, my partner and I weren't getting any strokes. The team we were going against, uh, everyone got strokes besides us. Alternate shot, you know how difficult it is. Alternate shot's a yep. tough format. Uh, we go par-par. So we made par on the first, par on the second. The group that was with us in the final, they made a five for four. Then we went to a putt-off from about 115 feet away. Oh, and yeah. uh, we both hit our putts about max. Our combined footage together from the hole was roughly four feet. We hit two really wow. good Wow. Um, first guy from the other team went. He was about 20 feet away. Second guy goes, swings the putter, immediately goes blank. I almost missed the ball. It almost goes into the bunker on the right, takes the slope, and settles about six inches away from the hole. And they win. What? And that's... And that's how the story ends. So it's like the Seattle yeah. NFC Championship game of golf. Well, just wait a second. So it's just the one person because one of you guys made your four footer, right? No, it was it's closest to the hole on the putt off. And don't you know the rules of the uh, putt off, Tosh? Come on, uh, putt off, man. It's yeah. about making a putt. You got to still put it in. You need Romo to explain nope. the well, rules. Blue, that sounds shady. That sounds shady to me. I don't like how that goes. I think you got robbed, but that's just my. Yeah, opinion. no. I fe- Blue I, is. I, we walked out. We walked out of there feeling robbed, no doubt. Hmm. Okay, I figured you would. Uh, Blue is 175 bucks for a Packers ticket inside the 20 yard lines. A really good in today's entertainment workplace. Is that a good value? I think so. I mean, I, I'd pay 175 bucks for a ticket. And you guys both played in the NFL. I, I listen. Time up. Can, can I? Can I? Yes. I mean, I sure. know you're he's, interrupted, <laughs> he, he's interrupted you four times in the first five minutes that you've been I, I, on. But yes, I'm sorry for interrupting. I, Please continue. No, I know you're upset about. It. I get it. I listen pre. I listen before I get on just to kind of hear the the uh, kind of the gist of where we're going. But. Um, Listen, I understand that, like, the prices of these things keep going up, right? And they and they continue to climb and they continue to climb. I mean, I saw today that the Carolina Panthers raised their prices on tickets, which is just mind-blowing, right? Like, just embarrassing. But I think $175 for inside the 20s at Lambeau Field – I'm not sure you get a better experience in the NFL than that. And I understand, like, oh, Brian, that's come from you. You played in the NFL and you have money. Like, I, okay, like, I understand. Super that. rich. But, like, 
donkeys, yeah. and orange groves. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. You got indoor you driving so range. Much, yeah. Yeah. You know. You, but like, I think I look at it from just a, a standpoint of like, you don't do it every week, right? Like, it's not unless you know you're a season ticket holder. But say you're looking for tickets once a year and you want to take your family. You got a family of four. And it's 175 bucks ahead, and I get it. That doesn't cover food and drink, which those prices we could talk about those prices because those are astronomical. Yeah, variable price those, are, those a little bit. Yeah, those those are terrible pricing, and that's NFL gouging all over the league. Besides Atlanta, obviously Atlanta's figured that out really well. Um, I think that's a fair price to have great seats in Lambeau Field. I really do, and. You're, you're never going to find face value tickets anymore, obviously. Um, that's just never going to happen. But if you were to get them at face value in Lambeau, I mean, I think, like I said, I've been to a lot of other stadiums, obviously as a player, but I've had friends and family that have gone to these other stadiums, and everyone, the, the common denominator I get is whether you're a home fan or an away fan, there's not a better experience in the NFL than at Lambeau Field. And for that money, with those seats, I think it's a good deal. I, and, and we could talk about this in five years if those prices have gone up to 250 Then, yeah, then, like, we're – which they probably will. Oh, they're heading that but way. They're heading yeah, that but way, we're not there, for sure. Yeah, we're not there yet, obviously. But I think for today's today's market and the cost of other things that are outrageously high – just to get Netflix or Paramount Plus or whatever it is, and you can get that for in-person experience, I think it's a good deal. I do. I, 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 no, I, I understand. I would push back on one thing. You're not getting them for 175 bucks per head for one game. This is obviously the season. They're sold out on a season oh, ticket basis, oh, 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 right? Okay. So, we're like, we're talking there's about season tickets, right? Okay. And so, you're if you want if if the Bulagas want to go uh, as a family of four for one game, you have to go onto the secondary market. And obviously, if they're starting at one seventy five at face value, you're not getting them oh, for yeah. that. But the season ticket holders, no. you got four seats times six games, seven games, whatever it ends up being. Uh, that's a lot. But that's uh, yeah. my point. The point I wanted to get to, and I don't want to waste our valuable time with you. Although we're clearly keeping you till at least ten twenty, so just be prepared. Um, I, 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 I think my issue is we can't at one level say, "Oh, this is a great value, and this is what we're doing," and on the flip side, complain that people are selling their tickets to visiting fans who pay top dollar on the secondary market, and then be mad that the home field advantage isn't as good. That is my, in addition to being in a different tax bracket, my other issue is you can't then complain that so many people sell an X number of their tickets in their season ticket package on the secondary market and they go to Vikings fans and Giants fans and visiting fans and then you don't have as good of a home field advantage because there's too much damn purple in the stands. That would be my only issue. No, I I agree with you. I, I completely agree. Now, if the Packers or, you know, if these teams could figure out a way to create some type of marketplace for their fans only, obviously you're not going to be able to really curate that to only make sure Packers buy them. That's impossible. But like, you know what I mean? Like if there was a way to make sure they were going to other Packers fans, that would be ideal. But no, I don't think, I don't think anyone can complain about it, right? I mean, if, if the cost of it, if you're able to sell them and you're able to sell these things at 350 a ticket, 
on the secondary market and collect that for two, three games and mm-hmm. cover a lot of expense. Hey, I'm all for it. But, yeah, you, I mean, you can't complain about it because if the prices keep going up, people are going to say, hey, I can break even on this if I sell four games. And if I sell them for three fifty dollars ahead, I can break even. So, um, no, you can't complain about it. I'm, I'm with you on that. I'm All right. We've, we've got the nurse practitioner of football here to talk about football. And Goody talked about a lot of different things yesterday, including um, claiming that he hasn't made a decision on five-time All-Pro left tackle David Bakhtiari's future. We want to get Brian's thoughts on that and so much more. We roll on with Brian Blaga. Awa, doctor of football. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Missed any of the show? Find us on Wisconsin On Demand wherever you get your podcasts. It's free, it's everywhere, and it's for you. Continuing with Brian Bulaga. We're going to hold hostage here on the program for as long as possible. Hey, uh... Real quick housekeeping before Tausch takes over and you guys get into Tackle Talk. When I write blue, since that's not really your name, is it B-L-U? Is it B-L-U-E? Is it like blue cheese with the E before the U? Like, how do you prefer that? Well, I think Tausch came up with that back in my rookie year, so you'd have to defer to him on that because I'm pretty sure it was him that started calling me that as a rookie. So that's that's a question for him. I Proper spelling, Tausch? Yeah, B-L-U umlauted. Yeah, umlauted the U. There's no, it's not like the color blue. It's just big blue. Uh, I'll get that right next time. umlauts on the top of the U. You got it. All right, sounds good. (laughs) All right, big blue. So we heard Goody yesterday talking about Deebok. We've had this discussion, I don't know if it was last week or a couple weeks ago. It doesn't sound like he's going to be back. I guess uh, is that if you're Goody... How are you approaching the David Bakhtiari situation? Because he's been such a great player for you. But if it's time to move on, how would you want it handled if that was you? Well, I I think I'm, yeah, I mean, I listened to a little bit of it, and it it doesn't sound like they're bringing Dave back, right? Like, it's, and I'm not going to say that I'm completely shocked because of the injury history and kind of how he hasn't been able to be on the field and he makes a lot of money and and all that. I mean, I I think if it was me, um, I would just like a call from Goody, right? Like, hey, man, you know, we appreciate everything, but you know kind of the situation, your cap number, your like how you're recovering at this point. We don't really know, and we don't know how the surgery is going to turn out. And just a simple phone call, and however Goody handles that, he handles that. I mean, uh, I know from personal experience, that's not really the way Goody operates. Um, it's not something that he's completely um, – it's not something Goody's really comfortable doing, as you can tell from Rasul Douglas, as you can tell kind of from other guys that have been let go. It's not something that he's done. He, he didn't call me in, like right when free the open, right before they signed Ricky Wagner. So it's not really his M.O. But I think in this situation – um, Dave isn't, you know, a street free agent that has been there for a year. He's played a lot of football, um, a really high, highly regarded guy, not just on the field, but in the locker room. Um, I would imagine that Goody will probably do it. I don't know it for a fact, but I'd imagine he will. Um, I guess my question would be if they do release Dave and they save all the money on the cap space, um, will they potentially 
circle back after the draft or in OTAs to see if they can work out a short-term team-friendly deal that gives Dave um, the chance to earn more money and prove that he's healthy. Uh, I, I think if you're looking at Dave and, you know, a lot of the – I'm sure once he gets released, a lot of the things we'll be saying to the Jets with Aaron and things like that, which if I'm Dave and I'm looking at my knee and, and say the recovery's going great, right, say he is doing really well and this thing's turning around. Again, I haven't talked to Dave about it. Um, I probably should, but I, I haven't. But – you want to go to a place, especially, and I, I was the same way, you know, playing style once I, you know, hurt my knees and I was coming back. You want to play on grass, and you don't really get that in the AFC East, right? You play the Bills. You play the Patriots. You're at your home field on turf. You, you, don't, you, you play on an artificial surface, and no matter where you are in your recovery or you could be two years out, three years out, the turf's bad on your knees, and it just is. And we and people could tell me the data says this, the data says that. Like, once you play on it after a knee injury, and you, you feel it. So if I'm Dave, I'm looking to try to go somewhere that could extend my career, and that means playing on a surface that's beneficial to your bodies. And 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 I'm not saying that that should be Green Bay or whatever it is, but like if you can work something out with Green Bay in a place that you're comfortable with that the playing surface, the conditions are good on your body. Um, you're familiar with the coaching staff, the offense, the training staff, everything. Um, and you can get back on, potentially earn money in this team-friendly deal and then get an extension, maybe not with the Packers, but with another team showing your worth. I would certainly consider it. How, is that going to be the way it plays out? Doubt it. Right, like I think if Green Bay moves on, they've been known they move on, right, and they go in a different direction, which I totally understand their perspective from it. But if it would turn out that way that they want to do that, and I'm Dave, I would highly, you know, consider that. But I think I'm with you, Tausch. I, I, they're probably it's going to happen, and it's just not. It's a matter of when, not if. And you know, I will say this as as being a guy that's been able to spend time with Dave since he was a rookie to where he is now. Um, super proud of the, the guy, the way that he's developed and grown as a player and um, everything he's given to Green Bay. I mean, hats off to him. It was a, a hell of a run in Green Bay if this is the case. Blue, how would you advise David? Because the competitor in him is going to say, I want to get back here and play. But then there's the part of I've made this money. I want to have he's you know started his family. Uh, what's that number? Where is that break off? Because you probably had opportunities to go back and play. But if it's for a couple million bucks, which again it sounds crazy, but this is the football world, not the regular world. Right. It, there is a point where it's like no, I'm not going to come back and play for this because it, the juice isn't going to be worth the squeeze. But then there's also the, I don't want to go, I don't want to be out of the league if I still have opportunities to go and play and maybe make up some of that money uh, if I'm able to stay healthy. How do you think Dave or anybody, you, anyone in that position, would go into that thought process of, I want to play, but it has to make sense financially? Yeah, I mean, it was it was certainly something that I experienced after the Chargers released me. Uh, they released me, and I probably... A day later, my agent was telling me, hey, we've gotten multiple phone calls 
they're inquiring. Do you think you want to go do it? Uh, how do you feel? Because we've because he's like we've told all the teams that you're recovering from a shoulder injury. You're not sure um, the timeline on it yet, but the opportunity's there if you want it. And the thing that I always and you know yeah, like you said, a couple million bucks is a lot of money if you look at it from the outside. But this, like you said, this is the football world, and the way I look at it, especially from someone who went through it, um, I understand what it takes and what you go through as an NFL offensive lineman and a starter in the league. And there's a lot that goes into it. And there, and especially if you're a high performer, a high level guy um, like Dave is, I'm not saying I'm on Dave's level, but I looked at it as I understand what this is not saying that I needed to be the highest paid right tackle or even the, like I, it's none of that, but I understand the toll and the grind and what is that worth to me? Right, like, is that worth going out there for a couple million bucks to potentially, a, not be the same guy I was, b, potentially get injured even worse, or my shoulder or whatever? At the time, it was my core and my shoulder. Those don't hold up for longer than a couple weeks, and I'm back in the same position I'm in. Or b, say I do outperform that deal super early, halfway through the season. I'm like, hey, I'm playing really well here. Uh, I feel great. My performance is well, and team, the team doesn't want to renegotiate and extend that contract. So now I'm left on this same deal that I agreed to, right? I agreed to the contract. Everyone signs the contract, but you feel like you've outperformed that, and the team doesn't – they don't care. They're like, hey, you're going to continue to play at this high level for us on this salary that you agreed to, and we don't really care. And then as a player, you start questioning, why did I do this? Like, I'm back. I'm I'm giving everything to this team. I'm playing at a really high level, and I'm on this this contract, and this isn't worth it. And then you start to that doubt, not doubt in your ability, but doubt of what am, what am I doing here? And if you're not all in, right? If you, especially you get to week seven, eight, nine, and you're not all in, man, it's going to be a, a a hard rest of the way. Especially if you're on a good team that's making a push. So I looked at it from a lot of different ways, and and. That was obviously one of them. Was the juice worth the squeeze? And I couldn't. And obviously, with the injuries I had, I, I mean, I'm my shoulder still feels like death. Um, it's it it wasn't going to be worth it, right? And for Dave, that would be the question that I would ask him if he ever called me and wanted to understand: um, Is it worth it, Dave? You, you started this family. You've made a lot of money you've made a ton of money. Is it worth going back for a couple million bucks to try to prove yourself unless you want to, unless you want to play for another three, four years, right? Like if your goal in your mind is I can play another four years, then yes, I guess it is worth it to go out on a one year, prove it potentially risking injury and re-injuring that, that knee that you just had surgically fixed in this new procedure or whatever it is that he had done. And then you don't know how you're going to recover from that just living everyday life, right? So there's a lot to think about to make that decision that you want to come back and play. And, and I don't know where his head's at with it, but um, it was something that I went through, and obviously I didn't have this surgery that Dave had that's very unique and, you know, you don't really know the percentages of being able to come back and play and then play at a high level right. and how long it's going to hold up. Um but I knew for a fact that if I got back into it, there was a chance that I wouldn't be myself. 
and I and I would disappoint, and then when you disappoint, you disappoint yourself, and that's a mental thing that is hard to overcome when you're in the middle of a season. And um, yeah, I, I don't know which way he's going to go. I don't know which way he's going to go. He hasn't really, you know, Dave's normally a pretty outspoken guy, even on social media, and he hasn't really given any hints to what he wants to do um, going forward. And I haven't talked to him about it. So um, it'll be interesting to see if the Packer, if or and when the Packers do make that move, what his next step is and, and what he's looking to do. Uh, this is a crazy number. You're 34 years old. Your last season was the 2021 season, so you've been out for two years. David Bakhtiari turns 33 in September. I know you're the youngest guy to start a Super Bowl, but he's not that much younger than you, about a year and a half. And the idea of trying to play four more years with everything he's been through and with the likelihood that he's not going to like some of the numbers that are going to be thrown at him unless one team is willing to take a big-time financial risk on him, um, I, I, I'm really eager to see this because I hope that he hasn't played his last football because from a perspective of someone who likes him and enjoys watching him play, I would like to see him be able to go out on a better note than what he's been through since New Year's Eve 2020 when he tore that ACL in practice. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at the career, right? Like, you look at the career and what he's done, and, and heck, you look at week one against Chicago and how he looked, right? right? You would have thought nothing happened to the guy watching him week one against Chicago, how he was moving, how he was playing, the power in the run game. Like, you would have thought, man, this guy has no issues. And that's the part for me that when I think, could the Packers bring him back if the, if the knee checks out and he feels good and he's healthy? If you could get that type of performance from Dave Bakhtiari on a team-friendly deal that he has to earn, you know, you know the money. Incentivized. Yeah, yeah, incentivized. Right. And you can get that level of play on a deal that's not going to be anywhere near what he's making now. I get that, even with the incentives. But a chance for him to make money and get, you know, his career back to where he wants it, it's a heck of a deal, right? Like it really is, but that's it's got to be worth it to both sides. And if it's worth it to Green Bay, is it worth it to Dave? And that's that'd and that's what's really got to be team. a tough balancing act to try to pull. Yeah, very exactly. tough. Balancing. Exactly. All right, one last question before we let you go, Blue. And I, I actually am going to pose this to both of you because there's a little bit of news out of the NFL. Uh, former Packers wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling is being released by the Chiefs. And I find myself, and you guys both have Super Bowl rings yourselves, but I think about David, for example, right? Uh, Randall Cobb, a lot of really, really good football players that have come through Green Bay. Uh, Julius Peppers, who was here for a while and played in the league for what, 16 years? Uh, Mercedes Lewis, who played 18 NFL seasons. Hi, Abby. She says hi. She's dropping off. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Can we get Sarah to help Tausch with his computer? Then we'll really be onto something. Uh, all those guys played for a long time, and none of them have a ring to show for it. MVS has two. I just yeah. felt like seeing that news underscores for both of you who have rings and many guys who don't just how flippin' hard it is 
because we're talking about the Packers. We got Goody talking about how he believes he's got a Super Bowl team, and some guys end up in the right situation, and they've got that to show for it, and some other guys never get there. I just thought that that was really interesting that he is now on the street again, or in his home, as Tosh likes me to say, with two Super Bowl rings. There's a lot of Packers players that had really good careers that don't have that to show for them. Uh, we'll let you get back to Abby. She's got no, some stuff she, going on. She's, she's, she's actually leaving. She <laughs> dropped me off her computer to, to look at. I, I mean, I was like. I, You're I, the I IT know. department. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, wow. I, no, it's it's something with flights. I don't even know. But <laughs> I, 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 I saw that news come through right before I got on. And it was like a $12 million cap relief for the Chiefs, like big, a yeah. big cap number. Um, obviously, they're clearing space for Chris Jones and Snead. Obviously, right. that's the that's the play that they're they're trying to do. I guess how I mean, I don't think MVS will be coming back to Green Bay. I, I mean, I saw no. the ES, ESPN no. Milwaukee posted something, um, you know, with LeBron James or something like I'm coming home or something like that. I don't even know. What it was. <laughs> It was, uh, I, I, I don't see uh, I don't see that happening. And like, I think I, you know, I said this on uh, KBN on Monday. They asked me who do I want to see the biggest jump from from the last few draft classes, and you know, I said Watson. And it's not because of performance; it's merely health and staying on the field and being able to put together a full season because I think if he stays on the field and he stays healthy, th- this kid could be really good. Like we see in the limited amount of time that he gets that if he stays healthy, he's a huge performer for the team. So like my biggest thing is you don't need another receiver. If you can have, you know, Watson stay healthy for, you know, we'll just say 12 games, right? Like how many games did he play last year? Seven. Eight? Yeah, eight, I think. Yeah, if he can stay on the field for 12, 13 games, his numbers could be astronomical. Like, really, in, in all in all, in all all honesty. So, to me, I just want to, from the receiver standpoint, I, I feel like we're in a really good position. We have a really good group of receivers, and if we can just keep him healthy, man, we don't need any help there. That's the way I look at it. Brian, it's always great. We appreciate you, man. Uh Good luck with your protest on your uh, member guest results. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> that is Brian Bulaga. You can hear him across ESPN Wisconsin on a very regular basis, including every week with us. More Will D. Tau straight ahead. Stick around.